Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Cyber Brief Podcast, the cybersecurity show that uncovers the latest cyber attacks, hacks, and stories that matter to all of us. I'm your host, Mickey Cockrell, with the National Cybersecurity Center. When is the last time you scanned a QR code and thought about what risk you might be taking? QR codes are becoming more popular, and cyber criminals are taking advantage of them to carry out cyber attacks. The FBI has issued warnings about cyber criminals tampering with QR codes to steal users' login and financial information. Today, I spoke with Rick Crandall, chairman of the NCC Cyber Committee and chairman of Donnelly Financial, on the rampancy of QR code fraud and how to avoid becoming a victim. Rick, how are you doing? I'm just doing fine. Uh, we appreciate you being on the podcast. Um, you know, thanks for your time. Rick, you're a board member with, with the NCC and the chairman of our NCC Cyber Committee. And you've been on a bit of a media tour talking about QR codes. You know, the NCC just released a paper on QR codes, how it's a growing vulnerability to cyber crimes. Um, you know, my personal experience and background with QR codes is I remember them initially making a splash, I want to say, in like the early teens uh, with the rise of smartphones, and then they kind of went away, um, and then they came back in full force with the pandemic, um, and they've been growing uh, exponentially, and um, with that is the vulnerability to um, QR codes. So we're, we're talking a little bit about that today, um, but before we dive into that, Rick, can you tell me a little bit about your background just for our viewers who might not know you and how you got to where you are today? Sure. I originally founded and managed what was a very early software company called Comshare uh, way back in the late 1960s. And Mm -hmm. that originally was a timesharing company. We made a transformation into enterprise software products. I was CEO there for 24 years. It was international. It was one of the early public companies. Eventually sold the company in the mid-1990s. Uh, since then, I've served on many boards of directors, both public companies as well as private, and uh, often as chairman. I started and for 30 years now, have man- still going, have managed the roundtable of the 50 CEOs of larger enterprise software companies. We meet twice yearly. We talk about a whole range of subjects, but probably about every three times we get together, we are focused on cybersecurity issues because it not only affects the companies who are software companies, but their products as well, as they are installed in uh, in customer locations. Uh, And of course, I've served on the board of the National Cybersecurity Center nearly since its beginning, which was, I think, about six or seven years ago. Uh, I serve on the executive committee and I chair the cyber committee. That's great. Um, I think you are a fantastic um, individual to talk about QR codes because um, of your background and also because you headed up this paper that we recently just released on QR codes. Um, I want to talk a little bit about QR codes and set the context for a conversation. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the history of QR codes and, and where they came from? I think everyone knows what they are now because of the pandemic, but... Uh, just to make sure everybody knows what they are, they're the, the square boxes that you see all around with uh, little black and white squares within them that are actually codes. It QR stands for Quick Response Code. 
because the way things are working now, most smartphones, if you just point your camera uh, at a QR code, it will create some kind of action. We'll talk about those actions, but it's very easy. Uh, the evolution comes from barcodes. And everybody has seen barcodes because they are on most products that you buy. Uh, certainly in food stores, you even scan the barcodes when you uh, do checkouts if you're doing it yourself. Uh, originally, these barcodes were used to identify a product, mainly for inventory management. And then that has broadened. But there's not much information on a barcode. Uh, and so it was actually Toyota who created uh, and popularized, at least within a certain industry, QR codes, because they can contain a lot more information. And they were used to uh, to track items in the supply chain for building automobiles. And it was that way for quite a while. Hmm. Uh, and it had the additional information that was needed for that kind of application. But then, of course, it broadened. With a QR code, you can represent more than 4,000 characters of text, of information, text and numbers. Uh, and it's all contained within that graphic is encoded in those little black and white squares. Uh, as I mentioned, it's super easy to scan now. It's been made very easy by the smartphone manufacturers. Uh, and the, the, what is hidden in those little black squares could be a web address uh, that you are sent to, your phone is sent to, uh, or a hidden message or a download link. And therein lies the problem of what the vulnerabilities stem from. Mm -hmm. So, and, and like any technology that's exploded and seems like cyber criminals and hackers are finding ways to take advantage um, of QR codes. Um, and there's been warnings issued for QR codes um, from the FBI. What are, what are some of the vulnerabilities that we're hearing about? Uh, well, firstly, it's very easy to make your own QR codes. And therein lies one of the problems. Hmm. There, it's a bunch of downloadable apps that allow you to uh, make your own QR codes, which, again, could have a web address in it uh, or it could have uh, text or initiate some other actions. Uh, it's, they're used most often in advertising by many companies now where it just points your camera at a QR code and some kind of product is promoted to you. Or even it could take you to a site where you're supposed to be able to buy it. Uh, it's used in, as menus in restaurants where instead of a physical menu, you point your phone at the, at the QR code. And the menu, menu pops up in your phone. It's used to convert currencies to Bitcoin or other cyber currencies. It's used on parking meters now. It's, it's many, many uses. Uh, and it's, it also can be used for data collection. For example, at a major event you might be encouraged to scan a QR code that's on a sign along the way. And from that, they want to know who you are so they can gather information about who attends the event. So there's many applications of these. I don't know if you're asking about what the vulnerabilities are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, you know, where, you know, you just described where we could find them. You described a few things, but, you know, specifically where they are and, you know, how did some of those uh, uh, vulnerabilities work? Well, first of all, uh, a QR code, uh, as I mentioned, can uh, uh, can point you to a website link. And that link is hopefully an authentic link of the company that mm -hmm. produced the QR code. But it, it might be a sticker 
that is pasted on top of the, mm. uh, the legitimate QR code yeah. that is produced by a hacker. And that would send you to a different website, uh, very similar to what happens with phishing right. these days. That's the P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, mm-hmm. uh, which is you're sent to a website which has a malicious intent, either to steal information from you uh, or to get you to send a payment to somewhere uh, and a whole range of things, or, or even just infect your right. uh, your device with, uh, with malware. Uh, it can also cause an app to be downloaded into your phone. Uh, it, it can cause your phone to make a phone call to somebody else. Uh, it can send a message of wow. up to 4,000 words. It can access a Wi-Fi network. Uh, it can enable you to send and receive payments, unfortunately also to the wrong recipient. Uh, and it can even cause emails to be composed within your own email account and sent to others who think it came from you. So there's a whole range of things, bad things, uh, that a hacker can do right. based upon what the capabilities are of the QR code. So it sounds like in, in a lot of ways, the hackers have used the same old phishing scan that we've been seeing for years, but applying it to this new technology. It is the same old phishing scam. Uh, it's just got a new form, right. which is this very easy and highly promoted uh, square of little squares. I mean, Rick, you just described so many different ways that you know folks could fall victim. You know, whether these folks are just people living in the U.S. or they're lawmakers or even cyber professionals. Um, in general, I mean, what what can we do to be um, avoid becoming a victim of QR fraud, QR code fraud? Uh, well, a number of things that you can do uh, really are the same things that you can do to avoid getting uh, getting hit by a phishing, uh, a more classic phishing attack. Uh, you, Firstly, I would be aware of QR codes that are in big public areas mm-hmm. uh, because those are very accessible with people not really noticing that a, a person with malicious intent could apply a, a sticker QR code on top. So I'd be pretty wary of QR codes in those locations. Um, I'd also look and see if there is a sticker QR code. That in itself might be an indicate. It might be legitimate, but it might also be an indication that a bad QR code was stuck on top of a good one. Um, it... As with phishing, other phishing types of things, uh, take a look at where it sends you. Rick then went on to say to look for the kinds of red flags as if you were suspicious of a phishing attack. A lot of the times, Rick says, these sites are created that look like they're a legitimate company. However, there could be grammar problems on the sites or there's strange language. That's because many hackers are overseas. One example in phishing, if you're directed to a site to buy a product and it could be a fake Amazon account, Rick recommends not going to purchase directly using the site you scan through the QR code, but instead going to amazon.com to do the purchase through your own account. And in general, Rick says, take a look at the web address to see if it's weird and not what you'd expect. Uh, and there's additional things. The NCC has published uh, how, to, uh, uh, how to exercise good cyber hygiene and there's a number of additional recommendations that were not specific to QR codes, but they do relate to phishing, which this QR code vulnerability is part of. 
Mm, right. Which we'll we'll provide that link to everyone that's listening to this, so you can you can look at that and digest uh, what Rick's telling us even further. Um, no, I mean it makes sense. I uh, you know it sounds like a lot of you know what you're telling me is you know um, just good cyber hygiene at the end of the day. And apply, but applying that to the this new technology. Um, well, there there are there are you know if you do get hit, mm-hmm. if if you did scan a bad QR yeah. code and it took you somewhere, what happens worst uh, case scenario there? Yeah, there, there's some things that you can do, and and again, some of these have been previously recommended by the NCC. The first thing I would do is immediately go to the more sensitive of your accounts that mm-hmm. have online access and change the passwords. Uh, that would be your credit card accounts, your bank accounts, brokerage accounts, those sorts of things. And uh, most of them now are are offering what's called two-factor authentication. What that means is you not only put a password in, uh, but the site also calls your cell phone to legitimize that, that it was you who actually put that password in. Uh, and I would activate that two-factor authentication for, for those accounts. I'd do it anyway, sure. but I certainly would do it after a hit. Uh, if if you may have on your home insurance policy um, a rider that that provides for some payment or some assistance uh, if you get hit by cyber fraud, and that uh, I, I would check on that. I would certainly freeze your credit with the three major credit agencies if you haven't already done that, hmm. which is Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Uh, notify your bank. Notify your credit card issuer. There is. You can report to the Federal Trade Commission. They have a site. It's called something like identitytheft.gov uh, and report. And they, they'll they give you their suggested uh, uh, cures. I don't know if they're all the way to a cure. Um, I sure. personally don't know how effective that is, but that does exist. And I certainly would have my antivirus software do a full scan of my device in case it was malware that got installed. Rick, I'm, I'm curious if we could speculate a little bit about um, what's going to happen next with QR codes in general. Like, what does the future look like over maybe the next year, five years? Is is this problem just going to be getting worse? You know, what is our QR codes, you know, again, if we could speculate, just going to keep blowing up? What does that look like, do you think? I do believe this is going to get a lot worse because it's so easy to create QR codes and to create fraudulent ones. And they're so promoted by so mm-hmm. many companies and, and are, are everywhere. Uh, so I think it's going to get a lot worse. It means that companies who are employing QR codes, they need to determine how to assure their consumer customers or prospects that the QR codes are safe. This could be as aggravating as what companies do today to detect uh, copy products of their physical products that are on store shelves, mainly produced in China. They actually send roving checkers, people around the hmm. country, to detect uh, products that are copy products and then to activate things to prosecute and to, uh, to remove them. They might have to have uh, roving checkers of their QR codes to see if they can find mm-hmm. uh, where they have been abused. Uh, it's, it's a wide open door into phishing. There's a lot happening now. Yeah. There may be some technology cures uh, within advances in the QR codes themselves. Um, and I, it, 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 it's absolutely, you know, the, the tech firm that comes up with that mm-hmm. is probably going to make quite a, quite a few bucks. Uh, but mainly <laughs> it's companies that are using them, that have the responsibility 
to uh, make them safe. Rick, before we go, is there anything else that we should know about QR codes and cyber criminals and the growing vulnerabilities of QR codes? Uh, as long as we keep it just the QR codes, I think we've pretty much covered it. Of course, the broader <laughs> yeah, issue of course. is, you know, all the different ways that you can be vulnerable to cyber threats. Um, but a lot of the uh, actions on your on the part of an individual are common to many of these, and they certainly apply to QR code fraud. Great. Well, Rick, thank you so much. Okay, Mickey. Uh, Hopefully this is helpful to people. Yeah, I I think it absolutely will be. And, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit more, but I think part of, you know, the mission of NCC and its various programs are to empower individuals, you know, with cyber hygiene and um, the landscape is constantly changing and changing exponentially. So it's good to be um, staying on top of all these these various threats. So this is uh, golden information on something maybe folks don't think a lot of, about. I certainly, for example, didn't think much about, you know, just a random sticker um, in a public space lying on top of another one. And now I'm kind of questioning all the times that I have looked at um, a sketchy QR code. So, yeah, this is great. Thank you. Okay. Very good. The next time you scan a QR code, stop and think about the risk you might be taking. And for more information, the NCC, led by Rick Crandall, released a paper on QR codes, a growing vulnerability to cybercrimes. Head to cyber-center.org or go to our show notes. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cyber Brief Podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit the subscribe button and tell your friends about us. A special thank you to Alyssa Roach and John Bullen for their production and editing work on this episode. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, I think before you click or scan a QR code.